Rejections Rejections are tough. They are mentally draining and emotionally hurtful. But the truth is that we face rejections often than we face success. And what is the motivation of going beyond rejections? Or rather must I ask, what lies beyond rejections? Well, if you are interested to know what lies behind them and what lies behind your success, then let's tune into this episode and find out from our guest speaker's journey that what lies beyond multiple rejections. And in her case, after 180 rejections. This is Ishani Nigam. I am a recent graduate from the University of Melbourne with a Master's in Marketing and Communication and I am tuning right in from Melbourne, Australia. I help entrepreneurs, businesses, individuals, anyone who would like to create a good audiovisual content and especially help with podcasting, voiceovers and if you are looking out for someone to help you with that, I am right here. And welcome to My First Step Ever, a podcast for graduates and young professionals across the globe to help you take your first step towards your goal. Welcome on My First Step Ever, my friends. We have often heard try, try and try and keep trying until you succeed. And today's guest speaker has had this similar journey and she had over 100 plus rejections on her job journey. But that is a very proud moment and a statement for her because that has given her immense learning. So my friends, graduates, youth across the globe who has who have tuned into this particular episode of My First Step Ever today. In this episode, you will come to know that even if you're going through rejections in job or any other aspect of your life, there is still light at the end of the tunnel. And that is why you will be enjoying today's chat with our guest speaker, Dorothy Tang, all the way from Australia. Hi, Dorothy. Thank you so much for being on My First Step Ever. Hi, Shani. Thanks for having me. It's it's my pleasure. And there are a lot of students out there, graduates, especially at this time, who are facing rejections. And that has been extended for a lot of us because of the COVID situation nowadays. So it will be really interesting to for them and even for me to listen to your journey because I think we will derive a lot of strength and a little hope somewhere because even a hope can do wonders when there is, you know, people are in a situation in despair, a hope can do a lot of good to a person. So thank you for taking out that time, Dorothy. Let me tell my listeners who Dorothy Tang is. Dorothy Tang is the media and community manager at Ogilvy Australia. So everyone knows about Ogilvy. It is one of the most top creative advertising firm. I think it's amazing to have you here. And you have been an international student in Australia. And let me tell you, my friends, it's not an easy journey for an international student to get an amazing position like that in Ogilvy. It is a tough fight. 
let me start by saying that you have had a very good experience in media management market market research you know a lot about traditional and digital marketing and of course media buying and that's your forte but let's start from the very beginning you had done a bachelor's in media and communication and then you did your masters in law but now you're in media so this is a very interesting curve and which is also very important for us to discuss today for with our graduates because uh, it will be very interesting to know that there is no a set path in your life you can choose to do whatever you want whoever you want to be so let's start by that uh, why did you choose to do masters of law after media bachelor's in media so thanks for introducing me so that's pretty much sums up like what i did when i was in uni um so i think when i first started um i'm a person that was very outgoing who likes to write things on facebook all the time kind of like share my thoughts so vocal about it um this is the reason or my motivation um to learn about how to use media and this is why i enrolled in a course um to do media course in my bachelor and then when i was like doing my media degree there's one thing that i learned the most is, is about a public sphere so a public sphere is like an area in social lives where the individuals can just freely share their thoughts and also exchange about what they think about certain social issues and i just that just kind of like triggered my mind that oh, if i'm the person who is kind of like a boss in a government you know i'm the president of australia or president of hong kong um i would be able to use this tool so well to exchange thoughts or to share my thoughts with my fellow audiences or my fellow citizens so i kind of like just want to learn about how to use social media and what's the most effective way to do it and i think that sort of like deepened my interest in like media or like in advertising field and then slowly i i'm also a person that kind of like have a very strong interest about advocating for hong kong like i i just i just really think that hong kong is a place that deserves more i want to create a space for like all the fellow hongkonese um to be able to share their political stance even though there are two parties that may have different views about certain things but i still want to be able you know for them to share their thoughts um very freely And I think this is why I also after I did my bachelor degree I interned at the Hong Kong government to sort of like learn yeah in, in the Hong Kong government so sort of like learn how they what they do you know how is the day to day like and that time it was kind of like a big shock for me I realized that in order to sort of like formulate a policy it has to go through a lot of steps it's not like oh I want to change this today and then the next day will happen And this is why people always say law is something that you can change your behavior but not your thoughts. Right. So when you see something on social media, you're like, "Oh, I don't agree with that." And kind of like trigger your 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 mind and be like, "Oh, I think it should be this and that." But then if it comes to law, if the government, if the New South Wales government say we are not able to go out to our home today then it's like kind of like a forceful statement like you are not allowed to do that it kind of like like an immediate behavior change and i want to learn like how people sort of like do it and what are the tricky part that people will like need to take and this is why i kind of like pursue masters in law it's like specialized in government law afterwards to be very honest i didn't pursue to be a lawyer is because i find a lot of things like it is it's a very lengthy process to make things happen this is why i didn't want to be a solicitor or a barrister and there are times that i think being able to use social media would have like a immediate spark more than like having that lengthy process and then now, like after 3 months it's nothing changed 
So I want to be a person that who is influential enough to share my thoughts and maybe change people's lives. And this is why I'm still in the advertising or media field. I see you are really amazingly passionate person because I think from how you're describing what were your motivations behind a first doing you know media studies as your bachelor's and your undergrad and then why did you choose to do your uh, masters in law it all makes sense because once i did not know you i did not know your story i was thinking that is really far apart you know media communication and law now that i know your motivation it makes more of a sense to me that whatever you're trying to get at and how you've really made it possible for yourself and that is a very noble thought it also gives us a lot of understanding for a lot of students and if they're listening to us it's okay if they want to do something different after their bachelor's or masters yeah. it only people will only see what was your motivation behind it what was your intention behind it, which is, i think this is also a very good scenario if someone is asking you in an interview you know i think this is a perfect question someone can ask and this is a very good answer someone can give because i can yeah. sense your passion that why did you do what you did so yeah. that is amazing so thanks dorothy and i think as you were mentioning and i also first heard you speak at australian marketing institute's personal branding session which is also for emerging marketers in australia and that's when i was really intrigued in your story being an international student and paving your way it was really interesting and i was hoping if you could be on this first step ever podcast and chat to our audience as well as you mentioned that you have always been very vocal about your thoughts on social media and you have always wanted to use it as a tool back then when you were in your university you were doing a masters bachelors what was that you were doing differently from other people if i can say so other students that you think has really made you stood out from your batch I'm, i'm a person that who is really active about everything and i'm have interest in like almost everything or like in people's life and then when i first came to australia i have like no friends no family it was all by myself and i was like you know what i'm an extrovert i need friends and this is why i joined my very first volunteer volunteering program and that volunteer program is special for international students and i did it for our melbourne uni it's called amsa international like university of melbourne student union international student department um so what we did was like running events for international students only kind of like bringing them um to the city to kind of like try out new restaurants and stuff like that so i think that's the time that i sort of like understand more about international students and then we realized that there are many issues international students are facing like for example safety for example employment getting underpaid you know cash in hand all those kind of stuff and i was like yes like i'm one of them like i was working at a sushi hub back in the days and i got like 10 dollars yeah like 10 dollars per hour and i was like so shy so nervous that i didn't dare to speak up because because like i i feel like once i speak up i'm going to lose my job so i i was kind of like suck it up i was like it's fine you know 10 dollars an hour um if, if i work for like 10 hours and i'll get 100 dollars a week so it's not bad for international students right and then slowly i like in the department there's like a session called welfare and this is the time that um the obsman staff comes in and they were like if you get exploited if you're getting underpaid speak up we will protect you you will be fine no one is going to fire you this is the time that i first kind of like got the like an encounter or got an experience to kind of share my stories with them and then fast forward half a year um they actually approached my boss and they were like hey 
what are you doing with your employers like um, employees sorry like what what are you doing with your employees like how much are you paying them and then i'm not sure about what exactly happened but then the like after few weeks we got a big paycheck so i think my story is like do not like don't be afraid and speak up speak up you know what you think is correct and speak up like when you feel like you are vulnerable and there are people always there to help you out later on when i was in year three i sort of like developed my network other international students or with another international education stakeholders so there's a peak body called CISA, council of international student australia so they're kind of like a advocate group to kind of like help collect the stories of international students and then bring it up to the minister of education or to bring it up to the department of um, home affairs and then at that time, um, I was the national public relations officers, and then I got invited to, you know, a few panels to share about what the challenges international students are facing. And I think that is that's the starting point of my advocacy journey, um, fighting for international students' interests. So yeah, I would say my my story is not there's nothing too special about it. I'm just I'm just a person that was very interested in this area, and I'm very vocal about it. And I think that two sort of traits or that sort of like personality sort of like bring you where I am today. Yeah. And until now, I'm still very passionate about international education. It's like my favorite, favorite area in my whole life. So yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's very interesting that being an extrovert and someone who likes to voice their opinion, even at one certain point, you were afraid because yes there are very because it when it comes down to your living then you really yeah. have to think a lot whether you know you really want to speak up as you mentioned you might lose a job and being in a different country and you being your soul you know a person who is earning for yourself it becomes very difficult and what i see is that as early as you start while you were doing your volunteering at university and being a student let me tell you whoever is listening to us today my friends it is a privilege to be a student and if you do any sort of voluntary activity as a student people really see you in a different light because they invite students opinion they really value it so if yeah. you want to start something start early on in your university and dorothy has given you a, a very quick and very but still an in-depth glimpse of her journey even she started off with an intention of you know making friends but then she learned immensely on her journey also about how she can be helped for her wage systems and if there is something of these sort in in the, in, in the country that she is in that somehow led her and helped her to voice her opinion and be on a, diff, on a bigger panel to help other students so it's a journey it's a personal journey that everyone takes and you should start as soon as possible so it was really interesting dorothy thank you for taking and really congratulations on whatever you did it is not easy being an international student in australia i've also i can really understand um, your pains and struggles and now come talking about struggles let's come to the part which is the nightmare for a lot of us as especially it is a very challenging time to seek jobs so yeah. You had a very interesting journey while seeking job and you had applied multiple places. You have a count also for that. Please take us through your journey. Well, being an Asian or, you know, having Asian or tiger moms, or tiger parents, um, I was sort of like forced to do an internship every, every year I go back to Hong Kong. So like for year one, I interned at KPMG and then year two, I interned at another media agency. Year three, I think that was... Hong Kong government, 
And then when I was doing my master's, I was um, working at ITP, that is an international education providers. Anyway, so I think I should be thanking my mom and my dad for like forcing me to be like so hardworking while like my other friends were like, you know, going to the bar and stuff like that. Anyway, so I think the most difficult part or I, I was sort of like feel a lot, a, lot, a lot of pressure is that after I graduate, even though I was having like, you know, four internships already, it was so hard for me to get my first job. And my first job is not even Ogilvy. My first job was a like a position, like an account executive position at a Chinese company, which I have never thought like I would be end up going there. Especially like I I thought I would be able, you know, to not maybe not getting into Ogilvy, but maybe other media agencies or maybe a company that, you know, have like around 50 people. So I was very devastated when I only got one offer after putting in like 180 job applications. So sorry um, to interject, I just wanted to emphasize a little bit on that time of your life when you were going through so many rejections. Was there a point where you felt I give up? And if you did, how did you bounce back? Yeah, so I, I graduated around in November and then my parents were like, oh, why don't you come to Hong Kong? You know, like you have your whole family here and what's the point of like being alone in Australia? You have been away for four or five years already. Like they sort of like miss me. And then having like so many rejections, like I really want to give up already. Like there's no point or there's no space for me to live in Australia. Like no one wants me pretty much. Out of the 180 applications that I've applied, I only received like three interviews. And out of that three interviews, I got rejected by two companies. And that's the only one. That Chinese company is the only offer that I got. And so it just, it just looks like, the, like Australia doesn't want me and there's no way that I will be able to make my way up. I really want to give up at that point. And then I'm, I'm, I'm a person that will kind of like write down thoughts in my diary. And then I, I flipped your page to the first day that I came to Australia. And then I, I set a goal for myself. I'm like, I need to get one job in Australia. That's my main goal. doesn't really matter how long I'm going to stay in Australia, but I want to have that overseas experience. And that's the point I'm like, you know what? I'm going to send out a few more applications. I get an offer that's, that's up, to, up, up, up to God. If, if, I, if I get it, I will take it and I will do it for maybe a year. So I think that kind of moment sort of like brings back all the memories, you know, how much I've achieved in the last few, uh, four or five years, you know, how many friends I've made, um, sort of, you know, just all the memories, just, it's just so powerful that kind of keep pushing me going. And I think having that support from your friends, you know, the people that in Australia, being able to understand what struggles you're facing is really important because like being alone is, is like very challenging already. And having a group of friends that are facing the same problem with you, you actually feel a lot more comfortable. You feel like, oh, it's okay. You know, it's like I'm not the only one that has this issue. And when you have that job, just forget about whether it's Chinese company or like Australian company. They will be happy for you. Like as long as you get that job, whether or not you, you get $40,000 or like $100,000, like no one cares. Like you get that one job, you get one offer. So you know, just be proud of yourself and celebrate the small wins and, you know, just trust in yourself and believe in yourself and you will get there one day. Yeah, so if, you, if, you, if you're struggling at the moment, I will encourage you to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying until 
you know, like a one day you'll be able to, to, to be able to get where you want it to be. Yeah. I have this warm feeling inside my heart right now because I can completely relate with your journey. You mentioned something very, very special over there is you maintain a diary and when there was a point that you might have mentally give up, but then you went back to your, what was the entire purpose of this journey? You went back to it. And I think that was a really very good learning for me, for anyone who's listening. If you are in that position today, because it has become a lot more challenging, being alone, being away with the COVID surrounding us everywhere and not feeling well mentally. If you are feeling that way, just remember why you are here. And I I really like what you said. And thank you for sharing this, Dorothy, because it's not very easy to, you know, open yourself up when you have been the most vulnerable. So, So sorry to put you in spot, but I think it's really nice that you were able to share that phase of your life which is the most challenging and difficult with our listeners i'm sure they will be able to relate and they will find some hope today in this journey of yours coming to the last question that i have for you today while you were working in ogilvy and you had i mean you had a very challenging journey before that what would be your top tip to the international students going forward just believe in yourself and obviously how I got the job in Ogilvy is probably like three things first it's like really my hard work like when I was in my you know um, in, in, in a Chinese company I know that I don't want to sort of like stay there for long like maybe um, less than a year or two this is why I also learned or like enroll a number of courses outside work. So I did like Google Analytics course. I did like data science course to kind of like upgrade myself. Like I'm not, I, I'm sort of like very hungry about to learn more skills about um, social media or like media in general. And so like if you think that you are not satisfied with your current position, just keep trying, kind of like um, keep trying to find more resources to kind of equip yourself so you'll be um, in a better position when you're applying for the next role. And I think second thing is also luck. I was really lucky that um, I, I know a person who was working at Ogilvy and then she referred me. So and I know this person through the volunteering program. So networking is really important when it comes to advertising because having that friend will be able to bring you, you know, somewhere that you want to be in the future. And I think the last part is like courage. Um, I'm a, I, I'm an international student, and until now, I, I I'm still not an Australian. Like I'm not you know citizen or permanent resident. Um, so you really need to like kind of muster that courage and be comfortable enough to sit in the room when everyone else is like white Australians and they was like speaking perfect Aussie slangs or Aussie accent versus me like speaking like a Hong Kong slash Asian accent. So you need to be have that courage to believe in yourself and tell yourself it's okay to be different and people see you differently. This is why you are okay to speak up. This is why you kind of like, they, they kind of like expect you to bring views from different perspectives as well. That's, that's our uniqueness. So like we don't need to be like, oh, we are all the same. Like you don't need to, because there are times that I was trying to be more Aussie to kind of like connect with them at, at a deeper level. But um, from what I have been hearing or from what I've been kind of like um, seeing, people think that because I am the unicorn in the room, they sort of expect me or they want me to share thoughts or share perspectives that they, they, they don't know. So, yeah, believe in yourself and also have faith in what you're doing and you will be 
you know, get there one day. And I always tell my boss, you know, we need to hire people from different backgrounds because they will be able to bring different values to the team. And, you know, international education sector is like the second largest um, service export in Australia. And you, you, you can't, you, you can't ignore the fact that how much value, not only about the dollar sign, but also like cultural values, social values to the company or to Australia. Like you can't ignore that fact. I always tell my boss, like, if we want to go international, if we want to target the people who's offshore, you know, target the people um, who is living in Australia, like the ethnic market, you need to hire us. You know, like if you want to go international, you need to hire international students. This is my line. I love the confidence <laughs> that you have. And I, I would like to again emphasize and reinforce that I love the passion that you have, the intention that you carry for anything that you're doing in your life. It just yeah. comes through and how beautifully you, uh, you know, uh, you're vocal about it. You put it through in your words, which is really amazing to hear. It might be difficult for a few people to voice their opinion, to say what they want. Probably the other way would be to write it down, to share it through a writing via email or via post. Friends, it is the time that you need to voice your opinion in, in the way that suits you best. So that is an amazing way to summarize today's episode. As Dorothy mentioned, believe in yourself have a hunger to learn, continuously learning and have the courage that will take you really, really ahead in your life. So thank you, Dorothy. It was amazing to have you here. I am so, I, I feel so good inside my heart today. I can really relate with you. You are so real and the, the way they were shared your story struggle makes me feel that all of us are in the same boat, but be, yeah. But hearing your story gives in hope to a lot of us today. Would you like to leave our listeners with any thought or a saying that you really resonate with? Thank you so much. And thank you so much for running this podcast as well. I think you represent a lot of international students and you're giving valuable advice to them as well. So thank you for doing what you're doing. And I'm sure you have impacted it have impacted a lot of you know a, 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 sorry a lot of lives in Australia or like the people who is facing these um challenges. I would say to all the companies, um probably if you want to go international, hire international students. That was amazing. Thank you, Dorothy, for being on my first step ever. If you have loved Dorothy's journey, please share. Uh, be grateful and say thank you to her you can connect with her on LinkedIn or her Instagram account and we wrap up today with yet another episode of my first step ever podcast that tells us that nothing is impossible and there are ways that you can achieve your goals if you put your mind to it so I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you soon with another episode next week until then if you like what you hear, then you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, or on Anchor. You can also be a part of my first step ever underscore IN Instagram community. And if you like watching videos, you can also watch the entire podcast, the video on YouTube channel Ishad Nigam. So my friends and ninjas, until next time, I would just like to say, start believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself.